We've learned about the barriers from vulnerability to wholeheartedness in the second part. So how do we break those barriers to living a wholehearted life? Brown lists 10 methods in this book which we've distilled to three sections, embrace yourself, practice mindfulness, and trusting faith. First of all, embracing yourself is about developing shame resilience. The reason why we can't embrace ourselves is that we're trying our best to hide our shame. Brown shares one of her own stories in the book. An internet user commented that he thought the photos posted by Brown were ugly. Brown was filled with an ungovernable rage at the sight of this comment. The first thing she did was type lines of belligerent words to fight back. This type of self-defensive behavior is an attempt to try to hide our shame by any means possible. It's because the fig leaf that covers our shame has been ripped away from us, yet we don't want to admit it. This is how most internet abuse is generated. Brown points out that you have to cultivate shame resilience to embrace your true self. That is to look for the causes of your shame and encourage yourself to speak out about your inner shame. Fear of being exposed is the fatal weakness of shame. Once we confide our inner shame to others, our shame will disappear. When we can get rid of shame, we can face our imperfections honestly. In this way, when vulnerability strikes again, we can quickly recover from it. Let's go back to the earlier example of internet abuse. Having realized that her anger was the result of shame, Brown began to reflect and accepted that she was sad and angry. She told her best friend about the incident. In the course of the discussion, she uncovered the cause of her shame. She became vulnerable not because of the unappealing photos, but because of her allowing herself to be vulnerable and open rather than closed and protected by uploading the goofy photos, and someone hurt her. The negative review seemed to say, this person is really stupid and arrogant to post such ugly photos. She was furious because she wasn't willing to admit the shame that caused her embarrassment due to her behavior. Once she figured out the truth about her shame and was brave enough to speak out, she felt relieved. Now let's look at the second way to live wholeheartedly, practice mindfulness. Practicing mindfulness is about letting go of comparisons and developing a peaceful state of mind for life. In today's society, materialistic desires are rampant as seen in the growing prevalence of making comparisons, such as comparing looks, families, careers, powers, and so forth. From comparisons, we all seek to find a sense of privilege and make ourselves happy. But in fact, we can be easily misled by comparison to only pay attention to whether others are ahead or behind us, thus losing our direction in the process. Just as said by the author in this book, comparison is the thief of happiness. The more we compare, the more exhausted we become. With such a lifestyle, we are more prone to live in a state of constant anxiety. So what is it like to live a wholehearted life? The wholehearted accept that anxiety exists, but don't let it become a way of life. To get rid of anxiety, you have to let go of comparisons, build a peaceful mindset in life, and heal your heart with peace. An excellent way is to count to ten silently to give yourself room to think before making comparisons. Alternatively, we should consciously regulate the emotions that make us overreact before losing our temper. A public interest advertisement also promoted this method. 
In it, a couple decided to talk to their child about the dangers of drugs upon learning about his exposure to drugs. They practiced beforehand what they expected to be a heated argument, door slamming and mouthing angry words such as I hate you and mind your own business. The couple replayed the scenario repeatedly until they believed they were ready to talk to their child calmly. Last but not least is trusting faith. Cultivate a sense of self-worth, and remind yourself that you're worthy. While many people feel that the opposite of faith is doubt, Brown argues that the opposite of belief is uncertainty. Most of us crave a guarantee before we do something. For example, your boss promises you a pay raise and promotion if you do well in an upcoming project, your parents promise to accommodate your wishes if you pass your upcoming exam with flying colors. But the reality is that almost everything we deal with daily is uncertain. We're not ever sure if our efforts will totally pay off, or if we will yield the expected output from our input. Hence, we float around in a fog of fear and anxiety. Faith gives us the courage to eliminate the fear of this uncertainty. People who believe in faith are grateful and joyful people who know when to take breaks and how to play. For them, having fun is a way to relax their mind, not a sign of depravity. We need to learn to have fun at the right time, such as singing dancing, and so on. By building emotional connections through laughter, we cultivate a sense of self-worth, reminding ourselves that we are worthy. You should say to yourself, I'm worthy of love and belonging to this very moment now. Unfortunately, most of us base our sense of self-worth on a set of prerequisites, such as when I lose 20 pounds, when I'm recognized as a good parent, or when I can get rid of procrastination. According to Brown, worthiness doesn't have prerequisites. It's the present moment and self-approval from your inner self that matters. So, let go of all your prerequisites. Engage with the present moment and experience a sense of self-worthiness. This is the core of living wholeheartedly.